Welcome. This is Until All Have Heard with Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepard. Ed joins us from the studios of FEBC in La Mirada, California. Ed, I'm kind of a uh, nerd when it comes to technology. I've always been a bit of an early adopter. I love to uh, try out new things. I wish I understood it better. But emerging technology is our theme. We're talking about uh, then and now on the program here today. Can you imagine Dr. Bob Bowman coming back uh, from heaven? Of course, he wouldn't want to, but coming back and and seeing all the ways that FEBC is reaching people now, not just with uh, broadcast radio. You have no idea, Wayne, how many times I've thought to myself, I would love to sit across a table with a cup of coffee and explain to Dr. Bowman. He had such a passion that the gospel get out to these unreached people all across Asia. And if I could tell him today that there are people who don't even have the Bible translated in their minority language, yet who have their own social media webpage where there's gospel messages, there's preaching, and there's Christian songs recorded by our listeners. It's just amazing what... Yeah. I remember, Wayne, when I first met you, you explaining to me that uh, you used to put tape on magnetic reels so that you could splice <laughs> programs together. And I have this image of Wayne Shepherd with scissors and tape and a big you're, mess you're on the You're dating me now. You're, you're dating me. And it wasn't scissors. It was razor blades. You'd have oh, to edit okay. tape with razor blades and splicing tape. Sure. Well, yeah. see, there you go. That was an advancement in technology. But what we do today is just beyond belief. Yeah, and the all way, digital now. And God has given us that technology. It's a gift from his hand. And we have to keep holding things loosely. We don't hold on tightly to the innovations of the past like shortwave radio. We use it as it's being used by our listeners, but we're quick to adapt to whatever technology, whatever platform gets the words into the people's heart. And that's what Bob Bowman would love. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. But at the same time, we're still using shortwave, for instance, because God still uses shortwave to reach some rural areas of the, of the world. There's a number of minority languages, uh, particularly in Southeast Asia, in the northern portion of Southeast Asia and uh, the rural regions of China, that they don't even know what social media means they're still dependent on what they view of the modern technology of shortwave radio. And we get lots of responses from people who are listening to these uh, broadcasts in shortwave. So we will continue that technology as long mm-hmm. as there are people listening. But at the same time, we have to put our foot in the other technology as well. So you're right. Shortwave's still there. We're still using it. But nowadays, why there's technologies that I can't even pronounce that FABC is using yeah. to reach thousands of listeners. Yeah. Give us a little example. Uh, Take the country of Russia, for instance. I know that we had a couple of powerful AM radio stations in Russia in key places that the government said, you got to shut them down. We're not going to allow this anymore. But then the door for social media opened up. Any idea of the numbers of people in Russia who respond, listen and respond? Well, I hesitate to use the numbers because, well, I just hesitate to use the numbers. But we have had as many as 4 million followers in the Russian language social media broadcasts. So this could be people in Russia, Ukraine, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Moldova, uh, any countries where people uh, spoke the Russian language, and that's the former Soviet Union countries. But now we're focusing those social media broadcasts on the local language. For example, we're still broadcasting in Russian to the country of Ukraine, 
mm-hmm. but we've transitioned our social media and FM broadcasts in that country to the Ukrainian language, because I do believe people hear best in the language they're most familiar with. Yeah, that's their heart language, yes. We've heard testimonies, Wayne, from listeners in Ukraine who say, I'm not a Christian, I, I, I'm not even interested in, in the Bible, but I've come to love your radio broadcast because it's in my language. So as we're broadcasting in the Ukrainian language, people who aren't really even interested in Christianity are listening, but you know what's going to happen. The Word of God is powerful, and the Mm -hmm. gospel comes with great power. If they continue listening, regardless their motive, they're listening in the Ukrainian language, they will come to faith. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, we're we're developing these new uh, social media platforms and advancing them, and some of them drop off and new ones emerge in a very short period of time. So by having a staff in places like Ukraine and Moscow of young, gifted talent, they know what platform to be on. They know what programs their friends are listening to and I think about like Facebook Live as a current technology, and there they're saying, I don't know, that's ancient technology. My grandma used <laughs> Facebook Live. Now we're on to something different, and I, I can't yeah. even keep up, but it's okay because we continue to see the numbers. And that's one of the gifts about this social media. We don't have to guess if people are listening. You can actually see real time how many followers you have, how many are responding, how many hours of content have been listened to, downloaded, streamed, and we can even test program by program. If you put a program on that lots of people are engaged in and interested in, we'll know that and therefore modify the things we talk about based on the kind of programs that attract more listeners and achieve our goal to proclaim the gospel. Well, it's all made possible because of digital technology. Again, I mentioned this earlier. We're calling this program Then and Now. Let's listen to the story that comes out of Russia. One of our staff members reads a note that we received from a Russian listener, and I want you to listen for the then and now aspect of this story. You gave me some of the fondest memories of my childhood. My dad worked at a shipyard, and often on a Sunday, we would walk along the pier, and he would tell me about the ship's. Then we'd come home and listen to FBC's program. Later on, though, my dad lost his faith. He lost someone he loved and fell let down by God. I think he was trying to convince himself that God did not exist. As for me, I actually came to faith in Christ through your program when I listened to it as a teen. I've been praying for my dad all this time and I've been talking to him about you and your programs. One day I was listening to your program and you were talking about a crisis of faith. My dad sat down on the sofa and listened. I held my breath to keep from distracting him. Finally he began to smile. From that day on he always sits next to me whenever I listen to FBC. As I'm sure you can guess, I almost never turn off your channel now. Please pray for my dad to return to faith and God, and thank you for being there. Wayne, there's so much in that story that I'd love to talk about. So many great things, but you asked us to concentrate on the then and now. Mm -hmm. And what I heard her say was, as a child, she listened with her father to FEBC programs on Sunday. Some of the fondest memories of her childhood, she said, were walking with my dad and going home to listen to FEBC on Sunday. 
She became a believer by listening to the broadcasts, but unfortunately her father slipped away from his faith. They would have been listening to shortwave radio in those days, and many, many years later, she speaks about coming back, sitting on the sofa and listening to the channel with her father. So that would be she's listening to our internet broadcasts. Mm -hmm. But yet the roles were switched. When she was a child, he had her listen to FEBC broadcasts, and he walked with her. Now she's asking him to listen to the broadcasts, and she's sitting with him. Then and now, yeah. I can really relate to her comment about, I held my breath when the part about a crisis of faith was played on the radio. The radio can play such an important role in speaking to people who otherwise aren't going to listen to the gospel of Christ, people who won't grace the stairs of a church. They're not interested, but yet somehow through relationship and through the radio, they hear the truth. I continue to pray for this family that that father would strengthen his faith and that they would increase their bond and continue to listen to FEBC on whatever platform they can hear the good news. That's not the only story, though, no. when we hear that's similar to this with a then and now. Yeah. And I don't want you to think it's just Russia or Ukraine or a Soviet country. We've got another testimony that speaks similarly to the then and now from China. Yeah. Can we listen to yeah, that Yeah, we now? will. I, I was thinking about this one because uh, one thing that digital technologies made available are phone apps. And the WeChat app is one that's very popular in China. That's how people interact and listen to us. So... Here's a little testimony about WeChat. I come from a well-educated family in Beijing and had no interest in religion and had rarely heard of Christianity. I always thought it was some Western ritual that had nothing to do with me. I knew nothing about it nor realized that any Christian exists. One summer day, when I was in first year junior high, I searched casually on my radio and found FEBC's stations. I didn't know why. I was completely taken over by the broadcast. I copied down the lyrics of the hymn and sang it repeatedly. After listening for a few days, the program host appealed a listener to kneel and make the decision for Christ. So I knelt. I couldn't figure out the reason why I did that. After a while, I found a church and I got myself a Bible, and uh, I no longer tuned into your radio stations. Over all these years, the Lord nurtured and taught me through other people. But recently, I discovered FEBC's presence on WeChat. So I subscribed and I got connected with you once again. I'd like to express my sincere appreciation to FEBC. You are greatly used by God. I hope you know that your efforts have brought forth a harvest, and there is a small fruit right here. What a great testimony. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that when he was first listening to the shortwave radio, Wayne, living with a wealthy family in Beijing, he thought Christianity was a Western ritual, he mm -hmm. said, and that there really weren't any Christians. I'm so glad that the shortwave radio pointed him to a church, pointed him to study the Bible, 
and I could care less that he said, I quit listening to your radio stations because now he was being fed through a body of believers in the church, which is FEBC's desire. Our goal is to point people to the church, to the local body of believers, and to God's word, however they get it. Interestingly, the now portion of this story is along the lines that we've been talking about all day. It's no longer shortwave radio. Now he's listening on WeChat. And it's not just a broadcast. It's a conversation. With social media, the FEBC broadcasters have the ability to actually engage the listener in a dialogue. We ask them to respond. We put their voices on the WeChat. We post their comments and questions so that we can be close to the listener. Yeah. Well, Ed, these are exciting reports of the use of technology and digital technology, but tech is accelerating so fast in the world today. How is FEBC keeping up with that? I touched on that a, a little while ago. I don't think there's a textbook at the moment on keeping up with social media or cell phone app technology. The key is to have staff who are engaged with the community, who right. know what's going on out there. Unfortunately, they're usually much younger than I am. <laughs> and, the, and these young staffers really get it. They know, they can tell you, oh yeah, well, my friends are listening to this, or the young people in this church are listening to that, and we need to be nimble and agile, adapting mm -hmm. quickly. Fortunately, uh, it's not so difficult to adapt to different social media platforms these days. In the old days, we'd have to spend $5 million to build a shortwave tower to get a different program on a different platform. But these days, it's easy to do that. So our staff are always watching, always listening, always understanding. How can I reach them? And once again, with the tools available to social media, the numbers are right on the screen, so you know when people are listening. I remember visiting a country in Southeast Asia with you one time, and we went into a little office area where there were, I don't know, half a dozen computers, and teenagers and young 20-somethings at those computers doing amazing things. I mean, that's, that's the future of FEBC, isn't it? I remember that visit, Wayne, and I remember something I pointed to your attention that day. They weren't even wearing shoes. So <laughs> these young people... Without any education, just train themselves in how to do these things, particularly on the cell phone apps and social media. Some of them have become very gifted at computer work, software manipulation, and, and the way they use this technology to broadcast, but it's mostly things that they pick up. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, Wayne, we're talking all about technology, mm -hmm. technology, technology, technology. But as those of us in the broadcasting world have known for decades, the real secret to broadcasting is that the content is king. Yeah. And here at FEBC, I and many of the staff frequently refer to our little jingle that says, content is king when the king is the content. Amen. That's the secret to FEBC's success. When we put God's word on whatever platform people are listening to, our programs will be effective, we'll reach out to our listeners, and prayfully, they'll come to faith. Excellent. Well, thanks for the perspective today, Ed. I know we have many friends listening who want to see us succeed in this new era that we're in, but you're right, the content has to remain the gospel itself. The gospel message is, is uh, what we're all about. Thank you, Ed. Uh, if our listeners want to know more, of course, our website is a great place to visit. Lots of stories there, videos, 
things that you can watch and learn at febc.org. My thanks to Jonathan Mortiz and to our producer, Joe Carlson, for their help today producing our podcast, Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.